Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by millions, James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by millions, Steve Dash Rinko Lieber. Ho, ho, ho! And not in the bad way. Merry Christmas, everybody. Or James, with your generation, I might have to say happy holidays instead of Merry Christmas. But how are you doing, man? I am doing amazing now that your life has stopped falling apart long enough for you to hit the record <laughs> oh, button. There, there was some chaos off camera a second ago. This guy is, is just coming apart at the seams. I tell you what, my life is like... Uh, ah! Okay, now the camera just fell. Boy, that could not have been timed more perfectly to illustrate the point. Uh, trying to figure out where in this house, and I've showed you my house, James, and I've told you how big it is, and I'm not going to say on the air, but suffice it to say, I need an ox cart to get from one room to the other in this house. I don't know where I should record because we have, it's still an ocean of cardboard boxes everywhere. <laughs> Mrs. Steve right now is on her way to Walmart to buy pots and pans because she can't find the pan to cook a turkey in for tomorrow's (laughs) dinner. Like, uh, it's just a disaster. And I could not find, you know what halted progress today was I couldn't find a ballpoint pen. And I do take notes when we do this show. So I'm at my house, which is actually worse. When I'm on the road, I have everything (laughs) set up the way I need it. The phone is right there. I have a desk that I can put my camera holder on, and I have a room. This is like, it's mass hysteria. So, yeah, my tires have been spinning on ice for about 20 minutes now, but I think I'm recombobulated. But that's got nothing to do with you. I asked you how you're doing. I am doing amazing because I delight at your displeasure. Also, I love the fact that you need a pen to write down the amazing things I say. I'm glad you're taking notes. At least one person learned something from this podcast. So thank you, Steve. Thank you for that. Wow. Apparently, I'm not communicating very well either, but all right. So we are here, and so are you. Welcome to Wrong and Wronger, the podcast where I, Dr. Steve, and he, the exploding unicorn, although I think I'm pointing over my right shoulder to point (laughs) at you. I got that screwed up. Somebody pointed it out on Twitter last week. And uh, this is where we argue about things that don't matter to anybody but matter a ton to everybody. And James, given the holiday season and the spirit of good cheer, what are we going to argue about today? We are going to argue which is better for wrapping gifts, wrapping paper or a gift bag. James? Yes? I don't have the Guam Quarter of Fate in front of me. My wife took it downstairs. And it might be in another zip code. I have an entire roll of Guam Quarters of Fate, but I don't have the Guam Quarter of Fate. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to bust open the roll. Yes. That Kenneth Fisher said. You upset Luna. You hear that squealing? She didn't start squealing until you said that. (laughs) Luna, I'm sorry that Steve's a horrible person. Go run away. (laughs) Run away from the terror. Wow. Why does everyone feel the need to apologize for me that way? It's weird. Anyway. Oh, by the way, we need to bring up from previous weeks our official scorekeepers, Carol and Pow. They have come back with the results. And two weeks ago, for the gloves versus mittens debate, I crushed you handily across the board without redemption. There was was just no, no solace you could take in that defeat. And then last week's results, nobody cares about so let's continue please i like how you go back to a week that is ancient history that matters nothing to nothing right now but the most recent what have you done for me lately i crushed you crush uh, is a strong word it it beat slightly i whatever 
Your number was higher than mine in a technicality, you know, just because there were more votes. Whatever. Nobody cares. Sure, sure. The gross <laughs> domestic product of the U.S. is slightly higher than that of Haiti. But, you know, <laughs> as long as we're just not going to split hairs about semantics. And I did want to say POW is not POW. It's Paulette. <laughs> did she send you a direct message about that, She too? did, but then she's like, you can call me whatever you want. Pronounce it however you want because I don't really want my full name out there. And then you just said it. <laughs> is just weird and awkward so paul <laughs> right. and carol fine paul and carol scribes. that's that's what we'll go by we do appreciate we, thought we were gonna ha- <laughs> we, we do appreciate everything they're doing because they have to go through you have to do math to calculate this facebook and twitter don't break down the raw numbers so we had to show them like what arcane method we do for the math and neither one of them <laughs> quit they're like okay i guess i can do this but i'm sure they'll quit an episode or two down the road you can't put up with that for very long how do they get your facebook numbers they they look at it on Facebook. I I don't I don't want you want from it. They're right there. You mean I can look at it on Facebook? Yes, you can look at it on Facebook. Anybody can look at it. It's not a secret temple. It's just there in public. It's Facebook. <laughs> it's the exact opposite of private. Are you just at explodingunicorn.com or something well, on Facebook? It's on Wrong and Wronger, the Wrong and Wronger page. We have a Wrong and Wronger Facebook page. You know this, Steve. I, I assumed you knew this, but maybe not. Yes, I do. <laughs> I mean, this is why I have a ballpoint pen with me. Uh, you're going to write down the name of the podcast because you've already forgotten it. Literally search for the name of the podcast on Facebook. The face, Facebook. Yeah. I shall look at uh, it's it's book, like, it's a book new with thing. two K's. i think this facebook thing is actually going to stay around for a while i don't think this is just a trend (laughs) we'll see we'll see all right flip that quarter all right we haven't complimented each other but i guess we're beyond all of that oh we will will compliment it after after the flip i just want to make sure we get the flip in there so there's some forward progress all right i have a uh I have a a brand shiny new Guam quarter of fate, and people who watch the show will recognize immediately. This is not the one that's been in my front pocket for a year and a half. By the way, is is the whole roll Guam quarters? Is that confirmed? I I have to know. I have to Uh, know. I tell you what, I got about ten of them in my hand, and they are all Guam quarters. So that is amazing. Yes. All right. Yes. and they're all uncirculated, so I think he bought them directly from the mint. Like wow. it's uh, these are brand new freaking quarters, man. <laughs> this is too nice for us. Too nice. Uh, <laughs> this is why we can have nice things because we have good <laughs> listeners. We don't have to rely on each other for good things. Thank goodness. <laughs> our, <laughs> well, I've learned quite the. I just fend for myself now. But uh, all right, what shall the two sides represent for you, James? Uh, heads, I'm, heads, I'm arguing wrapping paper. Tails, I am arguing bags. All right, Christmas wrapping paper versus bags for gifts. I didn't really linger on that because my camera fell over. All right, heads is I can't remember already. So the quarter is <laughs> up and it is paper. down and it is heads. So you have whatever that one is. Yes, I have wrapping paper. So before I get into this and destroy you on what seems to be an every other week trend, uh, I first am going to compliment you. And I would like to compliment <laughs> you for somehow 
casting your first world problems as a serious issue that needs to be dealt with. Like, oh, poor Steve, I, I can't find my servant to guide me through the empty halls of my mansion. Woe is me. Like, and you, you were really selling it. Like, you fully believed uh, this, that this is a big problem for you. So as somebody who's broadcasting to you from a humble shoebox full of 25 kids, I applaud you for making it all about you. No, no, break well. See, this is not going to work with me. This can work with anybody else. It ain't going to work with me. You have a great house, so don't even try whatever it is that you're trying to slide in here under the radar screen because this isn't going to work. And in fact, as I've told you before, your trajectory is such that by the time you're my age, I am going to be dwarfed compared to what you have. And I will say this, when you finally move next, you're going to move up because you're making some money now. And when you move up, you're going to know exactly what it is that I'm talking about. When your whole life gets put into boxes and you have kids and you have chaos, it doesn't settle right away, especially because your wife is working too. So the fact that you two have no time means when you finally do move, I want to be there to watch you cry in the aftermath because so it's going to happen. Here's where you're wrong. That's why we just finished our attic. We spent like 25 years renovating this thing. It's never going to be done. We are never moving from this house. After waiting for this renovation, I will die here. They will bury me in the basement, and that is the end of it. This is the last house, and you are exhibit A for where I will not move. So I do hope that someday I make it big so I can sit here in my house, and never people will think it's an anomaly like Warren Buffett. Why is that billionaire still living here? And I'll tell you why he's living there. Because I am never putting my life in boxes. And in reality, I'll be like a 10,000 air. But that's okay. I'm still staying here. The point remains. Well, I'm literally 100 air in the aftermath <laughs> of this move. There was, when I was a kid in like 1976, I had the 1976 Guinness Book of World Records. And the world record for Miser was a woman who was just like what you're talking about. That uh, she lived in like a shack and she was a multi, multi-millionaire. And one of the anecdotes about her in the Guinness Book write-up that I'll never forget is... She would eat her oatmeal cold because she was too cheap to to pay for the power that would have required <laughs> to warm it up. And that always stuck with me here uh, like 10 years later, now that I'm in my early 20s. <laughs> yes, yes. Please compliment me now. I, I, I need this to sustain me. <laughs> <laughs> ah, we got to get moving here. Yeah. Well, my compliment to you comes out in uh, two, actually, because I thought of this this morning because we're recording this on Christmas Eve. Yes. <laughs> And this morning, as with every Monday morning, I wake up and the first thing I do is I read your column every Monday morning. And I thought, it is freaking Christmas Eve. You weren't even home last night. And yet you wrote this thing and put it out like you are like clockwork every Monday. Yes. And I thought, well, I guess I have to be that way, too, because we still do this show on Christmas Eve. Here we are. But the second compliment is out of that column, which is you are one that has complete flexibility of thought that you are on your way and your column fleshes this out in a way I can't do justice to because you're just great with your humor writing. But you, <laughs> we're going to go to the zoo with your kids and you – no, I'm sorry. Uh, even before that, the part that I have is before you get to the zoo. But uh, you were going out to eat with your kids and the restaurant you wanted was all backed up. So you took them to a whiskey bar, an Irish whiskey bar. And you got chicken tenders and mac and cheese at an Irish whiskey bar. And I thought that is chutzpah. 
That is stones of steel, and yet that's just the way you operate. So that's perfect. Uh, if you, it, it's been, it's been a while since you've had a young kid, but that's how kids are at every restaurant. You could go to the fanciest Chinese restaurant or Thai restaurant or any place on earth, and they're gonna order chicken tenders. That's just what they get. That's why any place in America, you could order chicken tenders, and if they don't have chicken tenders there, that place will go out of business because no one with kids will ever eat there. <laughs> Well, there you go. So now is when I usually flip the quarter, and yet we've already done yes. it. So you are off to the races with wrapping paper. I think you have wrapping paper, yes, right? Yes, I do have wrapping paper, and it's amazing because wrapping paper is what you do when you care. The gifts, I mean, let's be honest here. If you just wanted to be as practical and simple as possible, you would just order somebody something off their Amazon wish list. It would show up at their house. They would know exactly what it was from the label in the box, and you would be done. But Christmas isn't just about the gifts. It's about the presentation. It's about the thought. So you get them this thing, and then you lovingly and carefully wrap them up in some kind of paper that shows how much you care. You do a good job with the paper. You put a bow on it for that moment when they could tear it apart and experience the joy and excitement. I mean, there's an old Dilbert comic where he brings his mom a present and he says, well, I didn't want to go through all the effort of wrapping it, so I just brought it over here. I figured we put a towel over the top of it. And he says, oh, okay, well, thank you. He goes, I didn't want to carry I didn't want to carry a towel all the way over here so I can I borrow one of yours. And then she, you know, she does, you know, she, she kicks him out of the house or she cuts him off from cookies or something. That's what you do when you get a gift bag. You're like, well, I threw it in a bag. Okay, whatever. No. You wrap it up carefully for the present for the excitement to show you care because sometimes the extra money and the extra effort are worth it for the people you love. And I don't know how you could believe otherwise. James, if you saw the way that I wrap presents, you would say it's a hate crime. It doesn't show that I love the people around me. It's that I'm going to punish them by looking at this thing that that's like it's it should have come from the island of misfit toys. If I can get non-politically correct for a second, it's a disaster on paper. It looks like a three-year-old like took just an extra shot of riddle in that morning and got ten rolls of Scotch tape, and his parents said go crazy with it. Now a gift bag is simple. It's always going to look uniform i can't screw up a gift bag all you need is a little bit of tissue paper to put in the top of that thing and it's going to look presentable under the tree it's not going to look like like a, a, a rototiller came through and just chopped all the paper up no it's going to look nice and it's eco-friendly that uh, it's not going to lay around on the floor for a dog or a pig to choke on although i guess a pig probably doesn't choke on anything but it's going to all get repackaged and repurposed for next birthday or next Valentine's Day or next Christmas. Like, wrapping paper is a one and done, and it's a waste. And, James, you know how I love the earth and how I do everything <laughs> I can to just make my carbon footprint as small as I can possibly go. And the gift bags are it. You save energy. Like, you don't have to worry Christmas night. Like, I have to show my hand and tell everyone how horrible I am at this. The bag, boom, right there, done. And I had one more, too, and I can't remember what it is. But anyway, it's, it's cheap because you don't have to keep rebuying get wrapping paper. You spend probably 88 cents every year on wrapping paper. I'm going to spend 250 and I'm done for the rest of my life. You can't argue against that, Earth hater. Oh, I can. Steve, 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 Steve. You said something. You probably said perhaps, perhaps the most untrue statement you've ever said. You wow, said, that's saying something. You okay. said, I, being Steve, 
can't screw up a gift bag. Steve, I have faith in you to screw up literally anything you do. If you put your mind to it, you can screw up anything. You can get the wrong size gift bag. You can push in too hard and tear the edge or the side will rip off. Or it's a gift bag you've reused six times that has somebody else's name on it. There are so many ways a gift bag can do wrong. And you have experienced all of them, no doubt. As for the carbon footprint, if you actually cared about the earth, you wouldn't celebrate Christmas at all. You wouldn't encourage this blatant consumerism this manufacture of all these products in China that get shipped across the ocean and over here and put in stores and bought and sold. If you really cared about the environment, you wouldn't have a 75,000 square foot house that spans half the state of Tennessee. If you cared about your carbon footprint, you would just hold your breath until you die because you were just a walking, talking carbon disaster. And everything you do makes carbon. So let's, let's get rid of this specious argument, okay? And let's focus on what it really comes down to, cost. Wrapping paper is cheap dirt cheap, especially if you buy it after the Christmas season. And a couple days from now, after Christmas is over, we are going to go and we are going to suck up all that wrapping paper. We are going to be stocked for the next 20 years. It's going to be cheap. It's going to be affordable. You tear it up. You put it in there. You can throw it in the trash and bunch it up. It takes up very little space. Those gift bags, though, when you try to reuse them, there's no guarantee you're even going to get them back. Like when you give somebody else a gift bag, you're counting on them also giving you a gift bag. It's a racket. You can only reuse it if you both don't care about each other. If you both hate each other so much that you won't wrap a gift, then yes, you can trade gift bags back back and forth. But for actual functional families, gift wrap is the way to go. And that's all there is to it. James, not everything I do makes carbon. Some things that I do make... <laughs> now you're laughing on my punchline. You just I know where you're going. <laughs> Some things make methane. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> yes, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> the other thing with gift bags that's nice, and I know we got to wrap this thing, pardon the pun, you see what I did there? <laughs> is that... If you ever screw up the tags on people's gifts, if you have them under the tree gift wrap, you're screwed. Like, you have no idea what goes to who, and I know that you're a big fan of getting underwear and socks, so everything <laughs> looks like a shirt box under your tree. With the gift bag, all you gotta do is kind of lift up that tissue paper and peek in, and you know immediately whose present it is. This one's for James Breakwell. That's the one, actually, it's a Kingsford charcoal bag that's in the garage. <laughs> but for everybody else, it's a very simple process to look in and see whose is whose. So there's so many advantages Gift wrapping is obsolete. Breakwell, at your age, I would have thought you'd have caught up to 2018 and get with the times. Okay, you just highlighted the biggest flaw of gift bags because I have kids and if I have gift bags that can easily be opened they can peek inside, see what's in there and if they don't like it, they can swap it with what's in somebody else's gift bag, okay? <laughs> All of the secrecy is gone. Also with animals, like, you know, they with, with wrapping paper, at least you can tell if they tore into it. With a gift bag, they can pull out the contents and run away and I wouldn't even know until Christmas morning when I give my kids an empty bag and Christmas is ruined forever. Why risk it? Gift wrap is the ultimate security. You seal it up and you know it's sealed. And if anyone tampers, you know it instantly. You need Christmas to be a sure thing. It is too important of a holiday to risk. James, my wrapping paper looks like an animal ate it and then vomited back onto the package. <laughs> so it really is a, it's a win-win for me to go with gift bag. Okay, I'm going to go find the dice. Hold on a second here. Ah, you don't have the dice either. I feel vindicated, baby. I just had to stand up. Whatever. So today, since you can't see Whatever. me, I'll tell you, I turned my camera sideways and my whole world Ooh. is turned upside down. This is amazing. This is a new experience for the viewers. They're going to be so excited. They can see a cluttered shelf 
and a window that has a curtain over it. I mean, these are wild times, Steve. So I had to stand you up and reach You know what's funny? What's that? That really does mean something to people on Twitter. Like, if I take a picture in my house, they start scrutinizing everything in the background, <laughs> which is why I'm against a blank wall here in one of our spare bedrooms, because <laughs> I don't want them to see what's in my house. Yes, nobody wants to see in your house. We can, we can all agree on that. All right, so if you want to vote for me and Wrapping Paper and the Environment and America, vote for 43. If you want to vote for Steve because you hate your friends and want them to know you're as lazy as possible with a gift bag, wrote, not wrote, vote for 23. And if, and if you want to throw away your vote, vote for 45. Okay, very good. So if you want to vote for James, talking about America, he's got the number 43, which is about as Chinese slash Russian of a number as you can get. <laughs> if you want to vote for Steve in America, the first colonies, there were 13 colonies plus the perfect number 10, that's 23 and that's me. It's about as American as you can get. And then 45 for the throwaway vote. But that'll do it for us. I'm looking at the clock thinking we're starting to bleed back into what we used to do that people complained about, which is <laughs> this show. But until next week, where we may continue our holiday inappropriateness, because we'll be doing this on New Year's Eve, probably, and we may be half lit. I never go halfway. James kind of a quitter. But until then, this is Steve, Dr. Steve Olivas for James, the exploding unicorn break whale, saying thanks for watching, thanks for listening. Subscribe to our show so we get you on the record. And until next week, two wrongs can make a right. <laughs>